Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, March 8th episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. I guess it's not the daylight savings time edition yet because it's not friday and we don't change our clocks we don't recognize that silliness in arizona it does however put us on pacific time which i think is not a great time zone mountain standard time is the superior time zone pacific time zone is tougher if you're a sports fan it's tougher you're a sports fan because everything's based around the east coast most for the most part when it comes to sports I just like being able to be two hours behind the East Coast. That means I can work from 7 to 3, which is a much more reasonable time than 6 to 2 mm-hmm. or 9 to 5. That's correct. That's correct. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, so we are entering, we're entering an, an emotionally difficult time of the year for you. That's right, when you do have this to work the earlier hours. Farmer John over here, got to get up when the sun's getting up. Got to get up. I mean, I already got scheduled for a 6.30 a.m. meeting, so. That's inappropriate. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Um, so, what is going on in the world today? Well, I guess the biggest thing that's going on right now is that Tucker Carlson is ticking off everyone on the left by playing the January 6th tapes that he received access to uh, because Speaker McCarthy gave him access to these tapes. And it's something like 44,000 hours of footage. What poor intern had to come through that? Yeah, who's watching all who's watching all this stuff? Well, they, you know, there are people, there are a lot of people who have spent a lot of time, obviously, with all of these court cases and whatnot, know the different timestamps and angles and the people who are dressed and whatnot and put names to things. So I'm sure they were able to get together people who were very knowledgeable about this situation, pay them and, you know, help them sort it out. And basically what Tucker Carlson is Pointing out through the clips that he's showing is that this was far from this violent insurrection that had, you know, the, the America on a precipice. This was, in fact, a pretty much orderly procession into the Capitol that ended up getting a little bit out of hand. Yeah, That's they let much, them in. They didn't break in. They let them in. The police let them in, right? Everyone remembers the QAnon shaman, the guy with the wolf or whatever bear hat or whatever who we were told was about to take over and run the country 
as if I'm supposed to believe this master of the universe who lives in his mother's basement was 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 about to was about to be running the country. I'm supposed to believe this nonsense. But anyways, it turns out that the Capitol Police thought of him as much of a threat that I view him as and let him in, paraded him around. You know, we're supposed to be all worried about someone put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk as if that's the worst thing to ever happen in the Capitol building. Right. (laughs) And it's complete fraud. And that's what Tucker Carlson's pointing out, is that there's a lot here that the January 6th commission did not show, did not point out, did not want on the official record, because they do not want anyone to ask questions or poke holes. They are experts. They are on the side of democracy. Therefore, they cannot be wrong. They cannot be questioned. To question them is to question democracy itself. To question Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and uh, Benny Thompson— down there in Mississippi, his congressional district includes Jackson, the place without clean water. But I'm glad that he's got January 6th on his mind. We're supposed to believe that these people, because they have declared their love for democracy, that they are above reproach. We cannot question their motives. We cannot question their conclusions. We not question, cannot question their methods. Except the official government narrative or go to jail. That's pretty much what they want. That's what Chuck Schumer wants. Chuck Schumer on the Senate floor, we need to shut Fox News down. We need to shut Tucker Carlson down. This is the same group of people who had Hillary Clinton, her famous screeching voice. We have the right to, you know, what do we have? We have the, the right to debate and debate and disagree yelling that line during the Bush years. Democracy dies in darkness, right, Washington Post? Well, what do you think is darkness? What do you think is closer to darkness? A group of government officials being the only people who are allowed to see access to, this, to, these, to these videos or allowing independent journalists to look at these videos and confirm whether or not the government is telling the truth or not. That used to be called, back in the day, journalism. Journalists used to want to find this stuff out. Right? Isn't that the first thing that you're supposed to do whenever a word comes out of an elected official or a government official's mouth? The first question you're supposed to ask is, is that true? Right? We're supposed to be skeptical of our leaders. It's important that we're skeptical of our leaders. It's important that we're skeptical of the elite. It's important that we, we put these people's feet to the fire at all times. And when I say we, I mean us individual citizens on the right. When I say we, I mean Fox News and Newsmax and One America News and Human Events and Town Hall and all of those other Daily Wire and all of these other independent Breitbart. You know, I can go down the list, Stephen Crowder, all of these people who do all of this wonderful work on the right. They're the only people in America who no matter what side of the aisle on, the first thing that comes out of our mouths when a politician opens their mouth is, is that true? Is that true? What's your agenda? Right? What's the old phrase? Follow the money. Follow the money. 
imagine thinking, growing up, like all of these Washington journalist idiots do, think that Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein are the greatest people to ever walk the face of the earth. Well, what did they make their what did they what did they make their name doing? Oh, heroes of liberal journalism by questioning the official narrative. And yeah, it's a lot easier to do when a Republican is in office. I know because you don't have to go up against your side as a journalist, right? As a member, the, the the journalist is a state sanctioned voice when a Democrat is in office. And democracy dies in darkness when a Republican's in office. The question now becomes whether how much and 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 I and and and, and I, I the question becomes what actually becomes of this? How much more of the video is there to release? You would have to think that Tucker Carlson began with the most explosive stuff, right? And it's pretty good stuff. Cops leading people throughout the halls of the Capitol. Officers that were supposed to be injured and incapacitated walking around, stuff like that. I have a feeling release of the January 6th prisoners is going to be an early litmus test for Republican candidates in the primary. Just like in the, if for those longtime listeners of this show, you know that forever we mocked the initial. Do you remember, Katie? Do you remember the first litmus test in the Democrat primary in 2020? What was the first litmus test? If you were a good liberal, I don't remember. Was Stacey Abrams the actual governor of Georgia? Oh, yeah. Go back and look all this up in 2019. This was something that happened in every CNN town hall, every debate that happened. Do you believe that Stacey Abrams is the actual elected governor of Georgia? Every single one of them had to say yes. Yes, I believe that Stacey Abrams is the governor of Georgia. She got hosed. Right. So that's what's going on. That's the big thing that's going on right now. We're supposed to silence Fox News and Tucker Carlson because they're releasing information that the government doesn't want you to see. If that doesn't have alarm bells ringing in your head, congratulations on just being another one of the lemmings that's going to be led right off the cliff. I have nothing else to say to you. (laughs) Um, So let's move into the 2024 primary. A little bit. Um, obviously, Donald Trump is jumping on all the January 6th stuff because it's near and dear to his heart. Some have pointed out online that he could have just pardoned everyone right away, which would have been hysterical and the ultimate power move and maybe what he should have done. Um, but nevertheless, that's, um, that's, um, that's what Trump has been focusing on over the past couple of days. While Ron DeSantis tries to, uh, I don't want to say pick up the pieces. We were very critical of him on on Monday. Not critical of him, but pointing out that, Is you know. Is he still on his tour? Well, he's still on his tour. He's now having to uh, talk about why that blogger bill. I don't know if we spoke about this, but there was a bill that was introduced in the Florida House 
that was going to make it so that any blogger in the state would have to register with the state of Florida if they want to talk about the governor. And obviously, DeSantis shot this down pretty quickly because what an absolutely insane bill to begin with. Um, so he's so he's had to deal with some of that a little bit of, a little bit of wackiness a little bit of wackiness um, on his side. Um, but what we but what we did receive this week is a preview for um, how the uh, left will be taking on Ron DeSantis. Hmm. Um, should it come to it? And I want to let you know that Trump may have been Hitler. And George W. Bush certainly was Hitler. Ken Burns, the filmmaker, documentary guy who does those PBS documentaries, well, he puts his name on them. Other people do them. Shots fired. (laughs) Come on. We all know it's true. Not being mean. Pointing out facts, people. Anyways, Ken Burns topped him. Well, what's worse than Hitler? Well, he's the combination of Stalin and Hitler. That's right. There you go. Is that Stitler? Hitlin? Hitlin? I like Hitlin. Hitlin? Does Hitlin? Does Hitlin? Does Hitlin work better? Yeah. Yeah, advocating a, a Soviet system. I want to read this quote to you, and um, I just want to preface this by saying that Ken Burns is considered a smart person, an intellectual okay. of the media elite, someone that PBS puts out there as a historian. I didn't know he was elite. But go on. I just want to make sure that everyone remembers and keeps in mind that Ken Burns is in the Hall of Fame of fart-sniffing liberals. I thought he just made baseball documentaries. No, he did Civil War, Civil War, War, Prohibition, Vietnam War. He produced the West. That stuff. Historian Ken Burns. All of these bills that DeSantis and others are doing limit our ability to understand who we are, and they are not inclusive. They are exclusive. They are narrowing the focus of what is and isn't American history. It feels like a Soviet system or the way the Nazis would build a Potemkin village. There we go. Well, you got to throw in that he's a Nazi. I want to know when the Nazis started building Potemkin villages which was something that the Soviets were doing, not the Nazis. (laughs) What? As a historian, I think you would know that. As a historian, how could you get that wrong? How could you get that wrong? The Nazis were fighting the Soviets. Potemkin villages, if I remember correctly, came later. Actually. Let me make sure that that's correct. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Do you know what a Potemkin village is? No. It's like a fake town. Okay. Why would they do that? They would do it to make it look like everything is beautiful. Oh. Right? It's to make it look like, it's to make it look like everything, everything uh, is great. Oh, actually. Oh my gosh. They started building fake villages in Russia in 1787. 
it's fantastic. This is a history of, of people who, who made fake, fake towns. That's great. But anyways. Moving on from that, but anyways, I just want to let I just want to let you know that 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 he is the combination now of the Soviets and the Nazis. Solid. Two people who fought each other. So what else is happening? Um, well, let's see what else is uh, what else is happening other than that. Joe Biden's going to announce his budget. He's going to release a budget. He's going to do some budget tricks. You know what the budget trick is here? Calling it a budget. Joe Biden is going to propose his budget proposal is going to aim to cut deficits by three trillion dollars over the next decade. Right. How's he going to do that? Well, jacking up the tax rate. Interesting. It's 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 interesting. It's inter- interesting that you ask that um, because this is a common trick that people. It's very easy that people conflate the deficit and the debt. Deficit is an annual. Debt is total. So just because he's reducing deficits, by the way, three trillion dollars over 10 years is absolutely nothing. Okay, we run over trillion dollar deficits a year. This would be $300 billion a year. Okay, remember, this is not stopping our deficit spending. This is not reducing our debt. This is just reducing the rate that we're borrowing more than we're taking in. Hey, we're going to try to be a little bit more responsible going forward. A little bit. Now, how he plans to do this without, one, jacking up taxes on everything in sight, or number two, cutting government programs, is beyond me. I'm going to take a shot to say that this is going to be absolute fuzzy math, just, just based on the historical knowledge of how liberals tend to act in these situations. But this is something that I hate. I really hate. We're going to reduce. We're going to be fiscally responsible by reducing the deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years. That means bupkis. That means nothing. That just simply means we are going to continue to be irresponsible. That's all that means. We are going to continue down a fiscally irresponsible path that will put this nation's future in jeopardy if we do not reverse course. But I'm not going to reverse course because that would be unpopular. And that's really the crux of the issue. That's really the problem with what we have. And I was, I was going through Twitter today, and I came across a reply that, that kind of hit the nail on the head about the problems that we have and how about the problems that we have in this country and how hard they're going to be to overcome. And it is this constant battle online with the people who have picked the Trump camp and the DeSantis camp. And this was just a rep- this is this is just a simple reply to um, a a thread about um, ab- uh, about Trump's messaging and Ron DeSantis's messaging. And this person responded, Ron DeSantis is boring to listen to. Trump is someone I can listen to for hours, even his repeated stories. I can't remember anything Ron DeSantis speaks about. 
I remember what Trump says. Ron DeSantis is boring. I can't pay attention to what he's saying, but Trump is entertaining and I can listen to that. So therefore, I like him more. I can't imagine a worse way to pick someone to vote for. The loudest person in the room who you remember the most. <laughs> Just to make that observation. But this is the biggest problem that we have in politics right now, is that the largest problems our country faces in the future are really, really boring Ben Stein, economic class, Ferris Bueller, Bueller, Bueller type topics. Entitlement reform. Hey guys, let's talk about Medicare spending. All of this stuff has to be dealt with. No one wants to talk about it. It is boring. Tough decisions need to be made. I don't know what people who think the status quo is fine think is going to happen. Like if there's going to be another World War II that incapacitates basically every country around the planet except for America and we're the only ones that get to manufacture everything for a little bit and get to take hold of, of global commerce. I don't know if they think that those sets of circumstances are about to just magically appear again. But unless that happens, the status quo will lead to financial disaster for our country. That is math. That is a fact. Unless some godlike event happens, we're up a creek without a paddle, we're taking on water, and we're about to go over a waterfall. <laughs> Out of jagged rocks. Where there's a whirlpool. <laughs> Filled with piranhas. <laughs> Catch my drift. Uh, so please, please, folks, study the boring topics. Sometimes you need to be boring. That's life, right? Adulting. Adulting. Sometimes you need to do really boring stuff as an adult. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children, in order to have for them to have America, we all need to focus on boring crap. <laughs> or else the little ones are going to be really mad at us <laughs> yeah. dad why'd you leave me a country democrats in charge well it happened to me son daughter um <laughs> um more biden boxes were found but, Where? In his, which home? Oh, it's even worse. It's in his attorney's office in Boston. Uh, his attorney knew about boxes and didn't turn them over? This is a, he they, got debarred for that? They've known about this since November. Yikes. And appar apparently they they called him up. This, they, he sent them in in November. He sent them in in November. But this is just happening now. That, that there were more boxes that they didn't tell us about. The most transparent, the most transparent sure. administration of all time. Just giving themselves fake titles. Ridiculous. All right. I don't have so much food, but it's a hospitality. Okay. This is from the Wall Street Journal today. 
Nice picture of the Phoenician Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey, yo. The hotel cabanas that cost more than most rooms. Poolside shade at luxury resorts is now going for $500, even $1,000 before food and drink. And often selling out. Aren't these things that you rent for like a few hours? Or you live in them? Oh, that would be correct. Yeah, they're just like by the pool. You rent them so you have shade by the pool. But it's hot out. This is why I hate fancy hotels. They're so expensive for no reason. Like, why is that not included in the price of your overly priced hotel room? Because people are willing to pay more for this. It's just wild. Isn't it wild? Isn't it wild? Wait, how do I look at a picture of this? It's not even that nice of a cabana. It's just... No! It's just no. some fabric. No, it's not. Actually, it looks like a cheaper version of the deck furniture we're trying to get rid of. And also... That just becomes a heat trap. Oh my gosh. It doesn't right. even have any airflow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh no. The cabana. It, look, here it is. Do you also have to pay for the little umbrellas? Do those cost money too? This year they top out at $600 a day for mid-March through Easter break. It's peak season for vacationers. It's very rare that we'll have one or two available. And they come with nothing. The resort's cabanas feature a television, couch, carpet, bathrobes, sunbum sunscreen and lip balm, a water cooler, and a mini fridge stocked with bottled water, and beginning this month, the drink Coco 5 from Phoenix Sun star Devin Booker. Hotels don't disclose how much ancillary revenue pool and beach rentals and food and drink orders bring in, but it is sizable, executives say. At the Phoenician, Mrs. Warble says the pool complex generates nearly as much revenue as the hotel's signature restaurant, J&G Steakhouse, where a 30-ounce Wagyu tomahawk ribeye is on the menu for $155. Not a snowball's chance I'd pay for that. They are popular for special events such as bachelor, bachelorette, and milestone birthday parties. Wild. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, you get to pay $500. You get a glorified umbrella. You get um, water endorsed by a celebrity. And that's it. That's it. This sounds like hell. Pay extra to sit outside and do nothing. Well, you know what happened is, I don't know if they always had the cabanas, but what happens at places like this is if the hotels are really full, you have to get there early to like get a good seat. And the rich people are willing to pay to get rid of inconveniences, like having to get there to get chairs. So I'm sure at some point someone was like, can I just pay you to hold these chairs for me? Oh yeah. And the hotel was like, I've got a better idea. I'm going to charge you $500 for a cabana. And they're like, great. It's for me? Yes. Okay. Here's my money. That's 100% what happened. (laughs) Of course that's what happened. That's absolutely 100% what happened. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's the new, and it's, it's the new thing. They don't list out the food options, do they? No, but I'm sure they're like room service prices. I was just curious what kind of food they had. Seeing as how this is a food segment. It's pool food. Is it pool food or is it elevated pool food? I, well, I don't want to speak for it. But 
You can buy day passes. Oh, just come on down. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing that. Yep. Greg Wilhite, a retired building materials buyer who lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas, is no VIP. But come July 4th week, he and his wife will join two other couples in a cabana along the Razy River at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. He reserved the cabana in late February, paying $550 for the day, excluding gratuity. Estimates they'll spend another $100 a person on food and drinks. The cabana comes with some water and soft drinks and a mini fridge. This marks the second time he has reserved a cabana, having spent $750 for one at Caesar's Palace for his 50th birthday. Without shade in July, you're going to die. It's that simple. Well, sir, may I suggest not going to the Las Vegas desert in the middle of July? <laughs> um, so I thought I found the menu. Okay, they have a lot of alcoholic beverages. Okay, Oh, I food. bet they do. Um, they serve kebabs. A prime beef kebab for $22, served with non-bread, cucumber salad, quinoa, tabbouleh, tzatziki, and jalapeno shug salsa, or Pacific shrimp or chicken shawarma. Then they have salsa and ceviche, hummus. Is this a Mediterranean hotel? And then they have some salads, some sandwiches, a flatbread quesadilla, a Mediterranean chicken wrap, a lamb hero, Baja fish taco, Calio burger, and that's it. Not that many options. And there are no pictures of what they look like, so I cannot judge. And you've got to pay $600 just to access that menu. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think this is just the bar menu. I don't know if they have a special whatever menu, but anyway... They sure do have a lot of things at this place. They have J&G Steakhouse, Maori and Cotton, the Phoenician Tavern, Thirsty Camel Lounge, Afternoon Tea, the Marketplace, Kalio Kebabery, that's the poolside place, 19th Hole Grill and Patio, and then, of course, in-room dining. This place must be huge. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Would y'all pay $500 for a glorified umbrella? No. Well, let us know. No. No. I wouldn't. I'd be very upset if I had to do such a thing. We know you would. That would be very upsetting. All right. Here's $600. Sit here. Undetermined if you will hear us on Friday and Monday as we have more visitors potentially coming. Undetermined. Undetermined. So you may not hear us for a week. You may hear us on Friday. You'll see. You'll just have to check back. We'll figure out something. <laughs> All right. Chat soon. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes.
the bushes. Jeff is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>